Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. service. Let's just sing it one more time. Brother Mpayan, if I could speak to you just a sec. Amen. Jesus brings every Me. Mm-hmm. 
believe that folks and how many have got testimonies this morning how many have got a praise in their hearts how many has the Lord done certain things for them Uh, you can give God a praise offering Uh, amen you know when God has done something that just wowed you you just have that this uh, a deep sense of adoration. You just want to lift him up and talk about his greatness and mercy. Hallelujah. I think that's how you feel, Brother Mafagaza. Amen. This man knocked down a thief. Amen. God will make you a superpower. Amen. A superman. He's our God. He's an able God. How many have seen him in little things? On, on very little things. Just, just a small move that is hidden from the naked eye. But you say, but that was the Lord there. You know, let's not only look him in great things. Sometimes he hides himself in simplicity. Amen. Do I have witnesses in the building? Sometimes you don't need to get involved in an accident and be saved from an accident to worship him. Sometimes it's just about being delayed. And you drive past a place and you see a big accident. And you say, had I arrived earlier, I would have been involved. But the Lord delayed me. Do I have witnesses in the building? Uh -uh. My heart is just bubbling with joy whenever I think about what the Lord is doing for us. Amen. Just take your seats for one second. Amen. God bless you, Sister Madonzela. Good to see you. Amen. Now, we, I have Sister Nomsa, but uh, we have known her as Sister Sarah uh, here. She was with us some time back uh, when we were still at the school, and later she left, and, but now she's desiring to come back and worship God. And she came to see me. I was with Brother Mpanyana. And then we spoke about what transpired. And we thought that it's best that we come and say to the church, our sister is back and she wants to carry on with the journey. Uh, I think... Our responsibility is to help people to find a relationship with God. Amen. Amen. If she could stand so that the saints could acknowledge her. Amen. There she is. All right. God bless you, my sister. You're welcome. Amen. So we appreciate the Lord for everything. Amen. I'm in Deben next week. Uh, we've got meetings on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'll be taking those meetings. 
So I solicit your prayers. Amen. Amen. Will you be praying for me? Amen. Amen. So God bless you richly as we stand to our feet for the reading of the weight. Amen. Bless God bless you, musicians. You can just flip it. I want to speak on the throne room worship. The throne room worship. Amen. You know, there are times where you can worship God or worship at any place, but worshiping around the throne has got a special effect. I can tell you about the king. You know, when you look at kings, uh, even earthly kings, I remember there was a time where I went to visit Nkosi Masangu in in Siabuswa. Amen. And I was quite a youngster, got my first job, excited, on top of the world, and I'm going to visit a king. Uh, but I didn't give much a thought in terms of how to approach the king. I remember I pulled in with my car, and applied my brakes, the dust was all over the place. And I got out of my car. I went to a group of men that were under the tree. And I started shaking their hands. And as I was about to shake this other man's hand, another one held my hand and pushed it down. And I was wondering, then I was told, you don't touch the king with your hand. Amen. Then I sat down, so it was me, another man, and the king. Now, I mean, I'm very much good with Zulu, broken as it is. But I was of the view that I can talk to the king, because I speak Zulu, he can hear, or Ndewele, and he hears Ndewele, but it didn't work like that. I had to speak Zulu and Devele to this man, and this man had to take my statement in Devele and convey them to the king. Uh, and I, I wondered, because here is a man, he can hear me. Amen. But I realized that as much as I spoke in Devele, uh, there is in Devele that it has to be conveyed in a certain way to a king. Are you with me? Yeah. Then I realized that when you, approach, when you come before the king, there is an approach. Yeah. And if the earthly king, Kosmatangu, could have an approach, how much more about the almighty God? Yeah. There, there has to be an approach. Yeah. You don't do it haphazardly. There's got to be, you've got to be, there's got to be intentionality yeah. and deliberate moves that you take in order to, because me, I just say, I'm here to speak to you, King, about this. But this one will start speaking to him about his land names, to praise him. Uh, hallelujah. 
to me it's not a big deal, but if you want to get something from the king, you've got to use those clan names. Are you with me? And the same with our Lord. You don't just come and say, Lord, I need food. No, there is a way, the almighty God, the creator of heavens and earth, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Manas. You, you break into those, then it warms up the Lord. Then he comes closer to you. Then you present your request. How many know what I'm talking about? Amen. Now, let's read in the scripture Isaiah 6, verse 1 to 3. Isaiah 6, verse 1 to 3. In the year that the king Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. Amen. Are you here, church? Amen. I think when you read it like this, I can easily tell those that used to sit in the front in the, in the, in the class and those that used to sit at the back. Amen. Amen. Let's try one more. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. High and lifted her up. And his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. When with the train he covered his face. And with train he covered his feet. With twain he did fly, and one cried unto another, and said, Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Matthew 6, verse 10. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Revelation 4, verse 10 and 11. The four and twenty elders fall down before him. That sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. As we bow heads, gracious Heavenly Father, this morning we are reporting for duty. 
songs of Zion have been sung unto thee, and just to smell the sweet aroma of your presence. And dear God, may you move upon the people and minister to their needs. And dear God, so that they can come and glorify your name. As our brother Mafakaza this morning has a testimony of how you preserved him. We live in a dark, vile, evil age. We only survive by our grace. It is not the alarm system that protects us. Dear God, we can see even kidnappings of key high-profile people taking place. But Lord, we realize it is only by grace that we are preserved in this dark, vile, evil world. Dear God, this morning, as we are going to read the way to help us and guide us and bring a right inspiration upon your weight, but moreover, let it bring an impact and impart lives upon your children. That when we come to the end of the service, the greatest thing that we would want to hear is somebody that say, I was at this level before I came in, but the Lord took me a notch higher. That's what we expected, dear God. Because your prophets say you can never... A human being can never come into your presence and live the same. Either they live worse off or they live better. But this morning, my desire is that everyone should live here better. A better revelation, a better blessing, and a better uh, uh, experience with you. That's what we need as we commit everything to you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. amen. God bless you richly as you take your seats. Amen. Mm, just a couple of minutes, we just want to speak on the throne room worship. That's what we want to speak on. Uh, I think the book of Isaiah uh, gives us a, a glimpse of the heavenly uh, setup, Amen. Where Isaiah say, Isaiah says, in the year that King Isaiah died, I saw also the Lord is sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. Isn't it such a beautiful position? High and lifted up, and his train filled the temple, and ran about the throne. There were seraphims with six wings, with one wing, with two wings, they covered their face, and then with the other two, they covered their feet, and then with the other two, uh, they flew. Amen. And they were crying, holy, holy, holy unto the Lord, and the Lord is the Lord of hosts. And the whole earth was full of, or is full of his glory. Then again, I think it was in Hezekiel, we get a glimpse of, the, uh, of this throne, where he spoke about the throne and the four living creatures around the throne. It was the lion, it was the ox, it was the face of a man, and it was the flying eagle. Are you with me? And then again in Revelation, John is lifted up, 
heaven is open. He sees one sitting on the throne and he sees the 24 elders around the throne and they were worshipping the one that was on the throne. And we know the scene there that he he had a book that no one was worthy to look at and no one was worthy to touch it or to break the seals thereof that it was sealed with. And we know what transpired and we'll get into that. Amen. Amen. Now, in the book of Matthew, I read where it says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. It is always our desire that when we come up, we, we come in this fashion, that our worship must attract heaven. Are we with me? When we are with here, we will be very much aggrieved that we could meet and worship and heaven is disconnected from what we are doing here. You know, I call it a synchronized heavenly and earthly worship. Hallelujah. When believers begin to worship here, even heaven goes and say, we had much better listen to what is going on there. Something good is happening down here. That's what I call a synchronized worship. When our worship follows the pattern of heaven, we become aligned with heaven. How many agree with that? And then at that point, heaven and earth come into perfect harmony and synchronization. What is happening in heaven is happening on earth. And what is happening on earth is happening in heaven. And heaven and earth are joined and we come in total agreement. And the sounds of heaven are being heard upon the earth and the sounds of heaven and the sounds from the earth melt into one harmonious and glorious sound. Voices of men and angels are united in proclaiming one characteristic of God, his sovereignty, saying holy and holy and holy unto the almighty God. That's the kind of worship that we we want this morning. Are you with me, folks? You know, Brother Brenham, maybe you don't understand, there was a time where Brother Brenham, I think it's a brother that gave a testimony in one of the meetings as the church was singing and singing, and they were in this worship mood. And as they were worshiping and worshiping, Brother Brenham uh, stopped the church and said, stop here for a second. Did you hear them worshiping on the other side? What was happening? The worship that was going on here, it resonated with the worship that was going on in another dimension. Uh, Are you with me, folks? And this morning, I believe you believe angels are here. Now, when you look at uh, the, the throne, or maybe before I get to the... In your home, I think every woman would know, your, your house is a reflection of your personality. Amen. Did you agree, folks? Amen. You, as, you are, as a woman, your house is a reflection of your personality. You're going to put the decor to reflect. Your colors that you prefer are going to be there. Uh, the setup of the furniture will be in the manner that you want it to be because that's your place and you want it to be comfortable and it must have your touch. Uh, are you with me? Amen. 
Now, even when you get into the royal uh, families, you find that as soon you don't need to be told that now you are in the royal family. You're gonna see in terms of the setup that this is the royal family. Hallelujah! The furniture, the gold, the the fittings in the house will tell you that this is a royal family because it has to be royal so that a royal family must feel comfortable in that environment. So the same way, you, you, for you to attract God in an environment, environment must have the touch of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I say environment must have a touch of God. Amen. Do you know that when drunkards are, are really drunk, they like singing hymns? And they sing, sometimes they sing even better than church people. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, but God will not go into the tavern because they sing hymns. Because the environment is not suitable for him. The melody may be right, the lyrics may be right, but the environment is wrong. Uh, are you with me, folks? Now, when you look at around the throne, uh, what's around the throne, it's a, it's a non-stop worship. For eternity, they are saying, holy, holy unto the Lord. This is how God designed it. This is how God prefers it. This is what God loves. And an environment of worship, nonstop. It's an atmosphere that God will gravitate to. Are you with me? Now, in the message, question and answers, paragraph 104, the prophet speaks there. He says, we've got, to get into, we've got to get in the spirit of the last days when the last days are here. You go to a dance hall, you've got to get in the, you get to get in the spirit of dancing. Or they won't dance. You go to the church, you've got to get in the spirit of worship before you can worship. The world has got to get in the spirit of the last days before the last days can come. And we are in the spirit of the last days. Do you agree with that? Amen. Now, when, when, when you... The, the, that is why uh, when a man... If I give an example, when a man supports Kaiser Chiefs in the family, he is going to influence his family to support Kaiser Chiefs. Am I correct? Uh, and then, when they go to the stadium where Kaiser Chiefs is playing, they are not going to sit in the section where his pirates are sitting. They're going to sit where Kaiser Chiefs is. And even before the game starts, they start blowing their vuvuzelas. They start waving Kaiser Chiefs flags. They are in a Kaiser Chiefs attire. They are singing songs of Kaiser Chiefs. They are hyping themselves. What are they doing? They are getting themselves into the spirit of Kaiser Chiefs. Are you with me? And while you are there, if, K if pirates can score against Kaiser Chiefs and you celebrate, they will throw you off the pavilion because you are sitting in the wrong direction here. Here we're going to be one. When we are happy, we're all going to be happy. If we are sad, we're all going to be sad because we are under one spirit. Are you still with me here? Now, even for the church to worship God, 
it's not so much a mechanical affair. The church has got to get into the spirit. You know, driving, you know, those people, as soon as they leave weed bank, uh, I think the likes of Brother Malaga would know, they've got the boots there, they've got a flag there, they close the, the boot there and the flag is there. Uh, or outside visible to show that this car is a Kaiser Chiefs uh, car and it's going to emerge. The windows are, are, are open, vuvuzelas are blowing, music is blaring through the speakers. Uh, they are not yet at the stadium, but well, 100 or 200 kilometers away, they're already in the spirit. Uh, are you still here, church? My question with, with you, the church. Before you came in here this morning, in what mode, in what state were you in? Uh, hallelujah. If men can blow vuvuzelas 200 kilometers be, be from the soccer venue, how much more about you? Are you still there? That means in the morning, right in the early morning, that's when we need to be, have songs. Uh, are you a musician? A musician doesn't sing when he's in church. He starts singing when he's at home. A worshiper doesn't worship in church. They worship while they're at home. Come on, church, you know what I'm talking. Have you ever heard a song in your heart, and it's by Thursday, and you can't wait for Sunday? And say, this one, I've got to say it. God has done something. I must render an item to God. But you see, where is the problem? The problem is that people are not in the spirit of worship. They are waiting for a song leader will never make you to get into a spirit of worship. You've got to get yourself in the spirit of worship. You've got to get yourself in the mood of worship. And when you come, and can you imagine this brother, that brother, that sister, and that sister, they are all in the mood of worship. And they come on a Sunday morning. The whole environment becomes charged because everybody is in the spirit of worship. Even those, even those that were heartbroken, their hearts get lifted and get mended. Because why? People are creating an environment of worship. Are you still with me there, church? But uh, the problem, we need to get into the spirit of worship. I hope we are together here. Now, we'll look into that. In the message, the dedication building, paragraph 7, Brother Brim was dedicating a church here. He says in this message, then being the church of God, God ordained a certain place for these people to meet in where there would, there would be a fellowship. Because God longs to have fellowship with his people. And among his people. Then God took Moses up into the mountain of fire where the light, light, lightnings were flashing and the thunders roaring. He showed him what kind of a dwelling place he desired to dwell in on earth. For Moses patterned the earthly tabernacle after what he had seen in heaven, a sanctuary of the Lord. Are you with me? God opened heaven and said, Moses, this is the heavenly setup. You need to do a replica on earth because I need to stay or to dwell in a place that looks like where I dwell in heaven. 
then Moses designed the tabernacle after a pattern that he had seen in heaven. Are you with me? And you know how the tabernacle was structured. You had the outer court, you had the inner court, you had the most holy of holies. Hallelujah. And there was an approach to approach the most holy of holies. That is where the messy seat was. And in between the messy seat, there were uh, the cherubims that were covering the messy seat. Are you with me? And then right there, he had to, uh, the priest, when he came, he had to sprinkle the blood seven times going towards the east. Are you with me? I think you have been taught a long time on that. I'm not on that, but there is somewhere where I'm going. Now, in Revelation chapter 4, verse uh, 228, uh, I know it's hot, but don't sleep on me. Amen. If your neighbor sleeps, you just step on them and say, neighbor, wake up. Maybe it much better say to your neighbor now, don't sleep on me. Amen. Amen. Somewhere they were announcing somebody that can do an offering for, for their convention. And they asked who should, who would volunteer to sponsor this meeting. And the Mzalwani was trying to wake up this other Mzalwani. I don't know the Mzalon was in a dream and stood up, and the whole church slept for him. <laughs> Only to discover thereafter that actually I stood up as a volunteer to sponsor the meetings. <laughs> Amen. So don't sleep, Mzalon. Now, in Revelation chapter 4, verse 2 to 8, he says, And we have seen them now, that was God's throne. In heaven, Moses patterned it on earth was God's throne because his judgment seat was represented. This key way today is represented. His judgment seat was represented here on earth in the Holy of Holies. And all Israel came to that place to find mercy because God can only meet or God only met under the shed blood. So, what you saw, the pattern that Moses designed, it was a representation of what he had seen in heaven. There is a reason why I'm drawing your attention to the word representation. Somebody, if something is a representation, it means it's not it. It is representing something. Are you with me? Now, we see Moses sees it in heaven. Hezekiel sees it in heaven. Isaiah sees it in heaven, then John sees it in heaven, but I want to dwell so much on John. John says, I saw one sitting on the throne, and around him there were 24 elders, and we know the 24 elders is referring to the 12 apostles and even the 12 patriarchs in the Old Testament. 12 plus 12 is 24. And 12 is a number of worship. Now, they are there around the throne. This is something that I drew your attention previously, but as a reminder, John, he sees the 24 elders around the throne. And John is one of the apostles, is one of the individuals that make up the number 24. Are you with me? 
He sees the 24, but yet he is part of the 24. Are you with me? This is the natural John looking at his theophany, hallelujah, his spiritual body around the throne with other elders. And as they were there, we know, just to bring you up to speed, we know that no one was worthy to take the book. And no one was worthy to look at the book. And the names of the redeemed saints were in the book. Are you with me? Calvary had taken place. The shedding of the blood had taken place. But still, the book was sitting on the throne. And Brother Bram said, as long as that book could not be taken, that means the entire, the nature, he says, the whole creation would have turned into uh, atoms and molecules. It would have been nullified. Are you still, the key word, nullified, your soul nullified. The sacrifice on the cross, nullified. The entire creation, nullified. If the book was not taken. Then we know that John says, when he realized that, he wept. The Bible records that he wept. And when he wept, because he was now discouraged. I mean, here is, a, here is one of men that were a, a part of the apostles. He sees the salvation being nullified. He sees the cross being nullified. He sees the gospel being nullified. He got discouraged. He wept with a broken heart. Now, as he wept, an elder that was around Job tapped him on the shoulder and said, John, weep not. Hallelujah. Weep not because there is a lion of the tribe of Judah. He is not going to prevail. He has already prevailed. Uh, are you still with me? Don't weep, John. Don't be discouraged. Don't be heartbroken. Not all is lost. There is still hope. Uh, are you still with me? Then uh, listen to what the prophet says. The prophet says, right there, as, as John was there weeping, and he was told there is a lion of the tribe of Judah, he turned around to look at the direction where he was being pointed. He doesn't see the lion, the lion he sees the lamb. Uh, hallelujah. There is one sitting on the throne, there is a lion of the tribe of Judah, and there is now a lamb. Let's hear what the prophet messenger says in this message, ex- exposition of the seven church ages. He says, but when John looked, he saw only one. Do you see that one is in capital letters? What's happening? Brother Brenham is removing an undertone of Trinity from the whole activity. You see, one sitting on the throne, the lion and the lamb. But he says, there is only one upon the throne. And it says, and it was not until Revelation chapter 5, from verse 6 and 8, which follows Revelation chapter 4, 2 and 3, in sequence of time. Folks, hear me. He he sees one sitting on the throne. Let me maybe finish this. It was not until Revelation chapter 5, from verse 6 until verse 8, which follows Revelation chapter 4 from verse 2 to verse 3 in sequence of time. That we see the lamb 
taking the book from him. That said, do you see the lamp is in inverted commas there? Do you see it? Taking the book from him, inverted commas. That set on the throne, as indicated in Revelation chapter 4, verse 2 to 3, and in verse 9 and 10. What is it? It is the mystery of one God. Now, let's break down this quotation. There is one sitting on the throne. He's got the book. No one is worthy to look at the book. No one is worthy to touch the book. No one is worthy to take the book. And the book has got our names. Are you still with me? But now, John sees that no one is taking the book. He weeps. And the elder taps him on the shoulder and says, Weep not, John. There is a lion of the tribe of Judah. He has prevailed. John turns around to look at the direction where the lamb or where the lion was. He finds the lamb. Are you still with me? And Brother Brennan comes. He says, an elder was not lying. An elder saw the lion. But when John tended to look, then he saw the, the, the lamb. And Brother Brennan said, the lamb, this was happening in sequence of time. Now, there's time when, when the elder looked, it was the lion. But when John turned to look, the very lion became the lamb. And the very lamb was the lion. And the very lion was the lamb. And the very lamb was the one sitting on the throne. And the very lion, the very lamb was the one sitting on the throne. This was, are you here, church? This was happening in sequence of time. That means here was God sitting on the throne. And the same God that was sitting on the throne, he's the same one that became the lamb. Do you believe that? And the same lamb became the lion. It was different ministries that were being exhibited in sequence of time. Uh, you, you've got to understand what we are talking about. The same judge became the attorney. I said the same judge became the attorney. But the devil doesn't want you to know that. Your very own judge became your own attorney. And when your attorney, when your judge became your attorney and pleaded your matter to himself. Hallelujah. Your judge became your attorney and your attorney pleaded to himself as a judge on your matter. And your judge responded by giving a, vid a verdict and said, you are not only forgiven, but you are justified. Yes. Hallelujah. The word justified means you have never done it in the first place. Uh, folks, brother, say, if you forgive me, it means I'm still guilty. But if I'm justified, it means I'm not guilty. I never did it in the first place. Are you still with me? The judge says it was a stolen identity. It was not my child. Hallelujah. It was you, the devil, using his name. I don't know how many people have ever suffered in this uh, church a theft of identity. Where somebody takes your ID and goes into Edgar's and opens an account and goes into iStore and buys and buys and later you discover I lost my ID but all of a sudden you've got debts but it's not your own debts somebody created debts using your identity document the picture is yours the name is yours the number is yours hallelujah therefore the debt is yours but you go and file an affidavit 
my identity was stolen on such and such day. And thereafter, it goes into court, and the court will rule and say, everything that happened after that day, no matter if it is done in your name, no matter if it hurt your no matter if it hurt your picture, but it is not yours. Hallelujah. The devil say, but here is an identity. This is his picture. This is his number. The Lord says, no, 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 no. It's a stolen identity. Are you here, church? That, that is why. That's why you can come and say, you are justified. Ah, this has got to break us into a mode of worship. To know that there are certain things that you have done. They were done in your name. So I say, devil, and God says to the devil, yes, there was murder in his name. But that murder, it was not him. It looked like him, but it was not him. It was a stolen identity. Our church, are you here this morning? There are certain sins that you remember, but God does not remember. You know, the devil does not love such a gospel. He wants the gospel to guilt trip you. I say there are certain things that you did that were written in the book of life, and today they exist no more. God took that book and threw it into the sea of forgetfulness. And even he, God himself, does not remember. I say even God himself does not remember. You know, human beings have got good memory, but God has got a poor memory over a forgiven sin. They may remember what you did. They may talk about what you did. But tonight, to this morning, by grace, you say, Lord, I know you took that book. And you throw it into the sea of forgetfulness. I am forgiven, and not only forgiven, but I am justified. Folks, you can stand before Satan and say, I was never a sinner in the first place. It was my identity that was stolen. I never even committed one sin. Ah, you never committed one sin. Are you sitting here, church? Now, then after, when you go and read, I have not included this quotation, when you go and read in the seals, because the lamb is the lion, the lion is the lamb, and the lion and the lamb are the one sitting on the throne. Then we go and check in this book of the seals, Brother Brown says the lamb took the book out of himself. Hallelujah. Now he's removing an idea of a denomination like there was an old man sitting on the throne. It doesn't work like that. These are the offices. These are different ministries in sequence of time. Are you with me? Now, when that book that no one was worthy to touch or to take, now when that book was taken and the lamp broke the seals, John looked into the book and he saw his name in the book. You know, there is a book that is called Who's Who. I think they had the South African version that must have discontinued. If your name makes it into the Who's Who, and you open that book and you see your name there, it's such a, what they call it, the greatest achievement that any human being could attain when your name is in the Who's Who. Hallelujah. Metroclans, they know. One thing that made metric difficult... Do they still publish their names in the newspaper? 
Do they still? Some they say no. Do they still publish? Oh, yeah, there is a teacher. <laughs> they are still publishing. All oh, right. Others have long left school. <laughs> Amen. Now, now, I remember when we did matric. I mean, that day, even the newspaper became very expensive. If it was three runs, that day is 25 runs. And early in the morning, we are there in the queue waiting to buy. It's a host of people expecting. And you get there, then you buy the newspaper. You find that it's one newspaper, but almost there is 10 students around that newspaper. And everyone looks into the newspaper. And when they see, if you can see with expression, if they look into the newspaper and their head goes down, their names are not in the book. But when, when, when a name is in the book, I remember the other time somebody even ran away with that section of the newspaper with his name there because he wanted to show them home. But others ran after him because they wanted to check themselves that you can't run away for we still need to check ourselves in the book. Are you still with me? Now, if, if finding yourself in the newspaper makes a person to be this joyful and scream at the top of your voices, folks, we have seen, we have seen miracles. I remember when we passed the matric, uh, I, I had much better say this. My friends normally would remind me. There is this uh, mama who had a child and the child passed and she, she, she was scream, she, he screamed. And this mama was so excited, kissed uh, 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 that young boy, that was his son. Now we are the same age. Now he had not brushed his, her teeth, but he wanted to kiss all of us <laughs> because of excitement. Are, are you with me? Now, in the midst of excitement, she lost. A sense, uh, she, she didn't kiss me. You don't need to go investi <laughs> investigate that. Amen. I couldn't allow that. Amen. B purely not because of spiritual reason, but because of hygiene. Uh, amen. But, but, but she, was, she was next to herself and just wanted to kiss everybody around there who had passed. Uh, that, that was the excitement. And it was not her name in the newspaper. It was the name of the son. Are you still with me? But, but you can imagine the whole street, every house, they are screaming because their names are now found in the newspaper. Folks, many of them whose names were in that newspaper, later on, some of them went to be on drugs and died without God. But how much more when the lamp broke the seals and we did not know what were the contents of the book and everybody was on the edge because uh, is my name there? Is my name not there? What's going to happen if my name is not there? It, it's finished. But when John, when the names were broken... Brother Brenham, I'm getting ahead of myself. He said, John looked beyond the curtain of time. And John saw his name 
and say, brother, it started a jubilee. When you see your name in God's book, it had much better start a jubilee. You, 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 know, you know, folks, you know what makes it great? It makes it great because you can, you can turn around and say, I am one individual that will never fall. I am one individual that will never fall. Some of you say, but I make mistakes. It doesn't matter. Even when you fall, it does not regard it as a fall. It's a mistake. It will be corrected. But it remains in God's record. You shall never fall. Folks, it gives me some goosebumps this morning to preach to people that will never fall. Are you still with me? They will ride against the tide. People will talk about them. People will hate them. People will gossip about them. But it will never shake their stance in the economy of God. Are you here, church? I said there are people that will never fall. Even if this church can close, they will never fall. They are not believers because of this church. They are believers because of predestination. Our church, are you here? There are people that will never fall. Satan doesn't want me to hear that. Others will leave the message, but others will never leave the message. Why? Because they have become the message. You can't leave what you are. If you are a message, you can't leave the message. If you are the word, you can't leave the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word became flesh. Here is the flesh. Hallelujah. There are people that have reached a, a point of no return. Oh, brother, the bank will repossess a car. They will say, God is, glory be to God. They will lose a job, glory be to God. They will be sick on the sick bed, glory be to God. Whatever they go through, they will say, glory be. They are inseparable with God. Hallelujah. I said there are those people in the building as I'm speaking right now. They will never go back. I say forward till they go. Backwards never. Do I have witnesses in the building? Do I have witnesses in the building? Here, let me take it further. Even if you can make God angry. I don't say don't make him angry because you love him. Even if you can make him angry, he will never take your name out of that book. God has got no ability. He disabled him. Brother, once that book was there, no one can alter it. Even God himself cannot alter it. Even God, when he goes there, he wants to change it. He cannot change it. You want me an example? No matter if I don't like my son, I will never change his my son. No matter if he makes me angry, he remains my child. He will have my blood. He will have my name. And in the same way with God, no matter what goes on, you are the son of God. You are the daughter of God. No one can change it. Oh, oh folks. 
How many of you in the building, some of you that thought you were not going to go far with God? Some of you that never thought you would be worshipping in 2020. You as well thought you were never going to be worshipping. You went through the storms. You went through the trials. But this morning you are still on the seat. In a message church, against odds, against logic, against reason, against emotion, you are sitting there. What made you there? There is a supernatural power. There is a supernatural power that keeps on pulling you and say, my child, you've got to be who you are. You can't tell me that somebody say, I left church because they hate me. Ah, brother, they hated us. We are still preaching. Even that hatred becomes a fool. The Lord... Let me keep, keep on keeping on. Are you here, church? Now, John, brother, John in the bridge. Paragraph 297. Brother Ron says, When a jubilee going on in heaven, when the lamb bleeds and leaves the intercessory box to come here to possess his claims. You know, when John saw the lamb leaving the intercessory box, with an open book. Remember, the lamb is the very one that is sitting on the throne. When he saw him leaving the throne, this is, here, stay with me. He doesn't move with the throne. He left the throne. This one, I must not lose you because there is somewhere where I'm going. A lot of time we assume that he came with the throne. No, he left the throne. There is somewhere where we are going. You know, that God next to John, he must have seen his name wrote there. When them seals broke, he must have got really happy. Paragraph 303, same message. Talk about a happy time. When them seals broke, John must have looked in and seen past the curtain of time and said there is John folks John is looking beyond the curtain of time check it check it somewhere there brother say he must have seen his name and it says he must have said there is John folks he is not seeing an alphabet hallelujah the name of John was John in his perfect condition. Uh, are you still with me? Remember, it's part of the 24 elders. That means John came to the point where John the terrestrial looked and saw John the celestial. Uh, folks, you've got to understand what the message is. 
now you, now you understand when Paul says, I went to the third heaven. I don't know whether I was in the body or out of the body, but such a man I know. Yes. What is happening? Paul met another Paul. Amen. The terrestrial Paul met the celestial Paul. Amen. The terrestrial John met the celestial John. Amen. Brother Bram say, I was caught up in the constellation and I became part of the seven angels. And as they say, I was there in the constellation. I looked at the seventh one. He was more notable to me than the rest of them. And he said, he's the one that had the mystery of the seven seas. Here is a question. Brother Brenham is caught up in the constellation of seven angels. If we do mathematics, he was supposed to be the eighth. He's caught up in the seventh. The seventh remains the seventh. And he sees somebody in the seventh that became notable to him. William Brenham the terrestrial saw William Brenham the celestial. Come on, church, are you here? John the terrestrial saw John the celestial. Paul the terrestrial saw Paul the celestial. William Brenham the terrestrial saw William Brenham the celestial. Let me take it further. The reason I will never leave the message of the hour is not because of some minister, it's not because of a great company, it's not because of a position, it's not because of a marriage. Madiva the terrestrial. Madiva the terrestrial. So Madiva the celestial. Hallelujah. Come on, church, are you here? You can never leave because you see yourself. The message is a supernatural mirror. Do you remember? Do you remember the boy that visited the city and he was moving around the house? He had never seen the mirror before. He walked past the mirror. Then he reversed and said, hang on. Something that looked like me. He stood before the mirror for the first time. He raised his hand. The image raised the hand. He lifted up his leg. The image lifted up the leg. He returns. The image turned. And he screamed and said, Mommy, that's me. Oh, brother. There was a time I walked into a message church. I looked and I said, Hang on, somebody looks like me. I raised my hand, the image raised the hand. I lifted my leg, the image raised my leg. I danced, the image danced. Oh, I then until I heard Brother Branham say, What you are here is a representation of what you are there. Hallelujah. What is happening, folks? My image is rejoicing. That's why you see me rejoicing. My image is praising God. That's why you see me praising God. Hang on here. You can never change my praise until you change the image of the praise, of the image. You can never get to the image unless you've got the image. Angelic beings associate together. We are not just saying amen here. It's because we are following suit in the theophany. Our bodies say amen. Our bodies say hallelujah. Our bodies are rejoicing. That's why you see the terrestrial body rejoicing as a representation of what's happening there. Ah, brother, I'm not waiting for you to give me hands to clap my hands. 
I'm not waiting for you. If you say, if I say amen, you look lost. My image is not lost. I'm not making a noise to you. I'm following my image. This morning, my body didn't want to come to church. But the image said, we are going. I said, the image said, we are going. And the image was here. Today, if you are not happy and you are not rejoicing, there is being a disconnect. Your theophany is dialing. And you are terrestrial. The number that you are calling is not reachable at this point in time. It doesn't matter how much I preach. It doesn't matter how much we rejoice. You are just going to look lost. Because the theophany is dialing. But it's not reaching the terrestrial. But brother, when it reaches the terrestrial, hallelujah, you come as a gentleman. You are sitting there well-mannered, but the engine is raving. Something we think is say, oh God, I thank you. Then you are able to stand up and say, I thank you. The problem today, we are so much disconnected. Because the channel is what? As we are preaching, you are thinking of your apps, a credit card that is overdue. It's overdue, it will overdue. Why do you worry? Are you going to change it by worrying? There are times where you just say, as long as they don't kill me, I'm fine. Wow, brother Brown said there is no value in worry. He said, if I know I'm going to die tomorrow, what about what good is going to change? But he said, faith, there is value in faith. Amen. You worry, high blood pressure skyrocket, sugar skyrocket. All of a sudden, you are just a bunch of mess. You try this medication, doesn't work, they increase the dose, you try that one, doesn't do. There must be time where you surrender. And say, Lord Jesus, I'm in your hand. If I perish, I perish, but I'm in your hand. You have got nervous breakdown because you want to control everything. Human being has become a control freak. You, you can't control your husband. You can't control your wife. Chances that they make has got nothing to do with you. Are you with me? The choices that your children make, they've got nothing. You have taught them the best that you can do. You did the best as a parent. Are you still with me? And if another parent comes and wants to look goody-goody towards you by making you downgrade you, by asking you about your wayward parent, look at them in the eye and say, Mzalwani, this thing is not in our hands. It's in the hands of the Almighty God. Oh, folks, if my child backslide, I'm not going to stop preaching. I started preaching before they were born. I will preach even when they are wayward. I will preach even when they get reconciled. My service to God is not dependent on my children. Do you hear me, folks? You can't rejoice because they tell you, your children, what? They've got their soul, they've got my soul. They backslid, they are rejoicing in the tavern. You can't rejoice in church. 
Sometimes when you meet home and say, but did you reach where it says, even us? Even we are retaining back to rejoice even more. Because if they come rejoicing and you come depressed, they say, yeah, we've got an effect. But if they just see you rejoicing, <laughs> it's like a sister that always came back rejoicing. The husband was not a believer. Until the husband said, uh-uh, I'm going there. It can only be Jesus. I'm going there to find out. And when he came to investigate, guess what? He got consumed by fire. And he started rejoicing. Hallelujah. Hey, man. The time of being depressed is over. We are living our lives to the fullest. If you say you will die, it will end up in chess. It's fine. It will end up in the resurrection or the rapture. Amen. Now, are you still with me, folks? I was telling a pastor that the best place I love preaching is in Lighthouse. Those people will make you feel good as a preacher. There are times where I agree to travel, but then that's when I say, can't I cancel? I want to be at home. Because there's just a sweet aroma. Amen. And get as a wife, as a husband, you must love to stay at home with your wife. Amen. Hey, and always be re- when you go to other people's houses, you are the one smiling, Amen. praising their food, but they have never had you do that in your house. Amen. At your house, ah, too much salt, too much oil. But when you visit, yo, this is yummy. Until the wife wonders, it does even know the word yummy. Charity begins at home. Amen. Amen. Then, now we are getting somewhere. Brother, Revelation 8 1. Revelation 8 1. This is beautiful now. You're going to see something there. Revelation 8, verse 1. When he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Half an hour is something that we will debate, but remember, one day with God is a thousand days. A half an hour in heaven is something else here on earth. When he had opened the seventh cell, there was silence. Now, that means the picture that you saw in Isaiah of the seraphims and busy praising and saying, holy, holy unto the Lord. That means now there is now in heaven a hush. There is silence. There is no movement. There is no, there's no activity. It's silence now in heaven. Now, 
Let's come. The first thing. Paragraph 160. Then left the father's throne. Remember my statement. He doesn't come with the throne. Left the father's throne. To take his own throne. Are you with me? Now, now, now. Here, you've got to be spiritual. We said things are happening in sequence of time. Are you still? He leaves the father's throne to take his throne. His own throne. He now has to come forth from his intercessory work to claim his own throne. He's, now he is telling you the throne, redeemed subjects. He, he left. In this statement, you know, there are, there are times where because people look for grammar and they miss certain, certain statement. There's a quotation I will send you immediately after the service. Brother Brown speaks about on Mount Transfiguration. In the message identification. He says, I was identified with Moses on Mount Transfiguration. Are you with me? Then, in the same message, he says, I was Elijah on Mount Transfiguration. He leaves the weight identified. I will say, now, when you look at that, you just say, it's a slip of tongue. It's not a slip. He's telling you, it's a spirit of Elijah. That was on, he doesn't say, I was, now he says, I was Elijah. But when you check it there, you can miss it, but I will send it to you. There is a reason why I'm saying that. He left the Father's throne to take his own throne. He left his Father's throne to take his own throne. When you read that, that's, that's a dispensation. But that's it. He left the Father's throne to take his own throne. Now, he carries on. He now, which means another, he now has to come forth from his intercessory box, this is 1963, to claim his own throne, his redeemed saints. That's what he came forth from the throne to do. Oh, we, we are getting somewhere, folks. Don't forget the weight. He left his father's throne to take his, throne, his own throne. He is now... He has left the intercessory work to claim his own throat, his redeemed saints. We're going to look at that. Now, brother, there's somewhere where we are going, or before I go there. In souls that are in prison, stay with me. We're going to make some sharp terms. Paragraph 347. The seventh seal brings him back to earth. to earth. He left his father's throne to take his own throne. He is now leaving the intercessory box to come down and take his own throne, the redeemed saints. The seventh seal, there was silence for half space of half an hour. The seventh seal brings him back to earth. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. Now, we're going to check. The earth is not geography here. The earth is not referring to, you call it mass. What is the earth? Is mass? Matter. matter. We are not referring to matter. 
The seven seal is not bringing back to the matter. God must have a dwelling. If it's coming to earth, there must be a dwelling place on the earth is not the dwelling's place. You're going somewhere. Now, folks, when I, I give an example of U Baba, the late King Masang, if you if if he is there under the shade with his council, group of men that are surrounding him. If he was to leave, will they just remain there under the tree? Are you here, church? If, if people are giving praises to the king, it means they see. And if people don't see the king, what do they do? Are you with me, folks? The absence of the king brings silence. The presence of the king brings noise. Amen. The prophet said, wherever you find him, there is always noise. Now, for eternity, holy, holy unto the Lord. Holy, holy unto the Lord. It's going on for eternity, but all of a sudden, there is silence in heaven. And what, what are the things that triggered that silence? He left the throne. And furthermore, what? He's absent from the throne. He's absent from the throne. When he's absent from the throne, there is no worship around the throne. When he is on the throne, there is worship around the throne. But here there is no worship around the throne. There is silence. What happened to them? He left the throne. But for us to know where he has gone, we must put our ear on the ground and say, where is the noise now? In heaven there is silence. The Bible tells you the locality of silence. The silence is not universal. It's only in heaven. Hallelujah. Then John said, then I saw a mighty angel coming out of heaven with a book in his hands. And with one hand he stepped on the sea, with another hand his feet he stepped on the ground and proclaimed time shall be no more. Brother Brown say, at the coming of this mighty angel, this earthly messenger, Malachi 4, must be on earth. At the time, he, brother, at the time, it's a terrible At the time of this coming, this mighty, this earthly angel messenger, the seventh messenger, Malachi 4, must be on the earth. Hallelujah. Then he is coming down. Then there is somebody to receive him on Sunset Mountain. A king is coming. But there's got to be somebody to introduce the king. The book that was in heaven is now dropping down into the earthly sphere. The worship that used to be in heaven is now dropping into the earthly sphere. 
The noise that used to be in heaven is now dropping into the earthly sphere. There is silence in heaven. But brother, there is a deafening noise upon the face of the earth. What is happening? The deity. The deity is no longer in heaven. But the deity. Where's the deity, folks? Where's the deity, folks? The deity was on the throne. But where is the deity today? (laughs) In the heart of the believer. Brother Brennan say, I'm running ahead of myself. The first throne was in heaven. The second throne was in Christ. Then the third throne. The third throne. Folks, the third throne is in the heart of a man. Now, hear what Brother Brennan say. He say, if it was guarded there, it will be guarded. Wherever the throne is, it's always guarded. Now, Revelation 2.08. He says, now, this is the time when everything must worship. Remember how appropriate Don't let us miss this now. Listen close. When all the mysteries of the church age was finished, and when all the mysteries of the plans of redemption, and them seven seals was opened, right immediately after this, look, it's time for all, everything in heaven, and everything on earth to worship God. Are you still with me? Yeah. Now he comes. In the unity of one God in the one church. Paragraph 73. He says when he comes to a new creature, the old man has passed out. The new man Christ takes his throne in the human heart. Amen. Takes his throne. The very one that was sitting on the throne in heaven. The very one that was seen by Isaiah. The very one that was seen by Hezekiel. The very one that was seen by John. Today he has taken a throne in the human heart. Same message, paragraph 71. You see, the little part, compartment in a man's heart, God made that in there for himself. That's his control room. Now we are finding that the throne is in the human heart and we are finding there is a room in the human heart where that throne is. So we have found the room. We have now found the locality of the throne. And it is the human heart. Brother. God made that in there for himself. That's his control room. He sets it there to control you. That's his place. That's where he sends messages from the control room. God is speaking to you from within. Revelation chapter 4, 2, 32. 
Now the first throne was in heaven. The judgment seat. The second throne was in Christ. When did it come? At River Jordan. This is my beloved son in whom I'm pleased to dwell. The second throne was in Christ. The third throne is in man. Do you hear? We are going to take it further. Three, two, three, two, three, same message. We are now, now we are living in another age. Glory. Allah, he says, I love this age. Don't you? Now God has a mercy city today to be guarded. You believe that? Where is the mercy city found? In the heart of man. <laughs> Oh my God. Now, do you remember the mercy seat is where sins were forgiven? Do you remember? The mercy seat is where the high priest approached and the sins of many were forgiven. Then the prophet says, Now, where is the mercy seat today? He says, It is now in the human heart. Now, are you still with me, church? Yes. The first throne was in heaven. He left the Father's throne, took his own throne in the Lord Jesus, and now he's got another throne in the redeemed saints. Are you still with me? Yes. Then he comes, he tells you that that throne, the message today, is in the heart of man. Amen. Let me take it further. Now you're going to understand the gravity of this statement. Whatever you bind here on earth shall be bound in heaven. Uh, do you hear, folks? Because now the, the, the throne is a place of decisions. Either a throne is a judgment seat or the mercy seat. Are you still with me? But now we say that throne is now in the human heart. He comes and says the deity is no longer in heaven, but now is in the human beings. Are you still with me? Now, folks, where, you know, a throne is where decrees are being made. A king, when he's in the throne, he can just somehow decide everything, it will be done. But today, the Lord says to you, the matters are no longer resolved in heaven. The matters, there's been a delegated authority. Heaven is silent, but the earth cannot be silent on matters. Are you still with me here? So whatever, whatever you bind, not the Lord, whatever you bind here on earth, it shall be bound in heaven. What is happening? The worship, the throne left heaven and is now in the heart of man. The worship that used to be around the throne must follow suit. It must come around in the heart of man. The same protection of the throne in heaven, it must come around a man. Brother Mafogas, when they wanted to hijack you, they looked at your structure, they looked and undermined you, but little did they know that the first throne was in heaven. 
the second throne was in Jesus. But now the third throne was now in Brother Mafakaza. Are you here, church? That throne is guarded. That means there is nothing that will happen to a believer unless God permits it. I said there is nothing that will happen to a believer unless God permits it. Ah, brother. Now your prophet comes and says, who's got more authority? An angel in heaven or an angel behind the pulpit? Because he's telling you the throne is no longer there. Moses, why cry? Speak and move forward. The answer is no longer in heaven. The answer is with you. Whatever you bind here shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you set free here shall be set free in heaven. Ah, brother, under the authority of the word of God, let us make the throne to operate. Let us hear the messages from the throne. Ah. Where will Satan be bound? Where will be Satan bound? Heaven doesn't bound Satan. Heaven doesn't bind demons. The throne is in your heart. Now, now, do you understand? When the throne is in your heart, worship doesn't happen on Sunday. I say worship doesn't happen on Sunday. Worship doesn't wait for a piano. Worship doesn't wait for a song leader. Wherever you go, as you are moving through the mall, you are engulfed by the spirit of worship. When you are at work, you are engulfed by the spirit of worship. Come on, other people that I know that know what I'm talking about. You are driving down the road, you are stop, you stop at the robot, but you are in such a worship. And visible people look at you and say, She's mad. They laugh at you, you laugh back and say, You've got no idea. I am right in his presence. Not in a church building, in your car. Uh, I don't know, folks. Even us that are not best of the best of singers, we have moments where we are saturated by songs. Where I don't care whether it is in tune or out of tune. I say, Lord, here I'm standing. I'm worshiping you. It's not about the melody. It's about what the heart is transmitting. Ah, folks, when you worship God, you don't wait for notes. You don't check if you're not. Yes, notes have got to be structured. But what are you going to do if you are beyond redemption like some of us? You break into a song. Heaven will change it and make it melodical. But you will break into a song. How many of you in a shower? You're worshiping God. Hallelujah. At work, you're worshiping God. There are times in a meeting, you just feel a sense of gratitude. And you want to excuse yourself because you are overwhelmed by a certain presence in the midst of a board meeting. What is happening? Worship is eternal. Worship is not time bound. Why? The same one that used to be worshipped. Today is now in your heart. Your heart can stop worshipping. You are holy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. You are the Lord of Lords. You are worshipping God. All the times. If you only wait 
until you come to church to worship, you are not a worshiper. A church must just join you. And say, Pastor Lord, I've been worshiping. I've just come to check today. Are you worshiping the way I'm worshiping? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And then you worship because worship is our first duty. Now, he left heaven, came down into the heart of men. And the seals were opened. And guess what? We saw our names. Not in the book of life. A book of life is a danger zone. It records you lied, committed adultery, you committed fornication. That's the book of deeds. But once your name has been taken from that book into the Lamb's book of life, the book of life is thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. And your name now comes into the Lamb's book of life. The Bible says, even the beast will never deceive you. And your name will never be taken out of that book. Even me, if as a pastor, I can come where I hate you, I will not take your name there. Amen. It was not put by a man, it will never be taken out of a man. Even God himself cannot take it out. And today, when you listen to the message of the hour, and something feels good within you, you are hearing your name. Supernaturally being called out. Therefore, you can never leave the message of the hour. God bless you richly. Let's just stand and worship him. How many worshipers are in the building? Amen. Amen. There is this song, Jehovah is your name, great in battle, Jehovah is your name. Let's just worship him, let's just worship him. You see, maybe before you sing it, they asked Brother Brenham a question. When Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he prayed, who was he praying to if he is God? The answer is that he was praying to the God that was within him. Today, we no longer say, thou, Our Father, thou art in heaven. Our Father, thou art in us. Let thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Because heaven and earth have now met. But I don't say what started on Sunset Mountain it will unfold into eternity. It was an eternal activity. Let's, let's just worship him. Jehovah is a family name, folks. your names. Jehovah is your name. 
certain violinist this gentleman came to perform and as he performed on the stage he gave an, an awesome performance and the entire crowd erupted at the end of the performance and as he was leaving the stage he took three steps and came back to give what the performance or the artist will call it an anchor performance. That means it's a repeat of what you had done. It was so good, and he left one more time, he came back, and he did almost four anchor performances until he came for the last time where they thought now he has taken it to the rooftop. He left. Immediately after the performance, the journalist went to him to inquire why did he give so many anchor performances because it was good the first time it was good the second time and it kept on getting good and good what made him to do that his answer was that for the first time when I performed my master who trained me on a violin was in the audience when I performed when the crowd erupted for the first time he was sitting down when I came to perform for the second to give an anchor performance, he was sitting down. When I left for the last time, the reason I left is because I could see that he stood up and was clapping hands. So he, they thought he was performing to the audience, but he was a performing to the master. So when we sing today, we don't sing for him in heaven. The throne is now in the human heart. Worship is now in the human heart. Amazing grace. And then we're going to wrap up in prayer. Amazing grace. Brother Ezekiel Chimeza will wrap up in prayer for us. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. How once was love. But now I'm found a hopeless case, empty and empty 
Father. Indeed, it is amazing grace. Thank you, dear God. That you find us, some of us, in a hopeless case where we thought of ourselves who were done. Mm. There was nothing to come out of us. Mm. But you see us, you saw us in that eyes of love. Mm. When you look down upon us, Lord Jesus Christ, in that eyes of love, of love, you give us another chance. Yes, thank you, Father. Mighty Jehovah, we just want to thank you for your grace. Yes. Lord Jesus Christ, all other ages, Moses wanted to know your name, you kept it as a secret. Hmm. Abraham wanted to know your name, you kept it as a secret. Yes. Jeremiah threw it all what he went through. It was still a secret. Hmm. To Daniel, it was a secret. Hmm. Even if, if when he fasted those 21 days, it was a secret. But in this day, you revealed that name. Exactly. And you descended, Lord Jesus Christ. You are in our hearts. Mm. We worship you, knowing that our defense is in ourselves now, Lord mm. Jesus Christ. Our healing is in ourselves, Lord exactly. Jesus Christ. Everything that is needed is in us, Lord Jesus Christ. Ah, we you. want to thank you for, for that, Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. It is amazing grace because we did not do anything, Lord. You just chose us to be in this last age when the enemy is so vicious, Lord, but you empowered us with the message, a powerful message, Lord yes. Jesus Christ, that can defeat the enemy anytime, exactly. anywhere, under any circumstance. Even the demons are bowing down to that name, Lord Jesus Christ. We have that name, the rod of Moses, we now know what was the secret behind that road. It is that name. That's why in this tabernacle, we are celebrating Lord Jesus Christ, mm. that coronavirus bowed to that name. Mm. It is afraid of that name mm. because there is power in that name, Lord yes, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for inspiring our pastor mm. to stand gallant without even fear of that demon mm. and saying we are not going to lose any So in this church. We did not lose any life. Mm. It wasn't because of his power, mm. neither his mighty, but your spirit that inspired you. Hallelujah. His word brought that victory. We want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. In that name, we know if coronavirus has bowed, even anti-marital spirits, they must also bow. Even the backsliding spirit must also bow. Even the poverty, it must also bow. Even any other form of demon, we are binding it now in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Let it be so, my God. Let your children rejoice. We now have the answer for the devil. The capstone is here to give us the victory. Brother Branham, when he came, he came to bring that capstone to us. Hallelujah. We know now that the capstone is here. Exactly. Victory is assured. We are the victorious. Hallelujah. Thank God for the victory power that he has given to his children. Baba Kanaka. You are our son to us, O God. We want to thank you, mighty Jehovah. We want to thank you for the favor to choose us, Lord. Not even 
the people that were worthy to be chosen, but you saw before the foundation of the world that we are the people that can qualify. You already knew our mistakes and all our faults, but you saw when you gave us that name, we are going to come out as overcomers. We are telling the devil now, Satan, we know you have been fighting and you are trying, but the results are already published on a public domain. We are going home as victors. We are not going home as poor people. We are going as rich. We are not going home as sick people. If you have failed with this vicious demon called Corona, you are also going to fail in any other form. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and mercy. May you be with our precious pastor as he's living God to go and minister there, Lord. As a mortal being, he cannot address the needs of those people. But you know their desires. You know where they are lacking. Move him aside, Lord Jesus Christ. Just use him, Lord Jesus Christ. Let his lips utter the words of encouragement. Let his words utter the words that can empower the people there and they can say, Truly the God of this message is still alive. You are still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you remain the same, Lord Jesus Christ. Your children, some of them, Lord Jesus Christ, are going through tough times. Some of them financially, some of them spiritually. May you undertake for them, O God. Chase that enemy for them. We know the enemy is bothering us, but you are more powerful than him. We, you assured us when you say, little children, fear not, for greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world. And our weapons of this warfare are not carnal, but they are might through God to the pulling down of every stronghold, mighty God. So we thank you, Lord, for that. May you grant us mercies as we travel to our different places. May this word that you have been preached today, may we meditate upon it, Lord, and realize this privilege that we have, this power that we have upon the enemy, so that we cannot live fearful. We must live in faith, for faith will see us through. This we ask and commit it to, to thee in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 We thank the Lord. Amen. Let's just worship him. Maybe once we are done, others leave. Musicians will remain seated and singers. There's just a, a brief for you. Amen. Musicians and singers remain seated when others are dismissed. But let's sing one more song and rejoice. God bless you till we meet. Have a blessed week. Amen. 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 God bless you.
Shall get up. 